We Are DB. I am Brenton, joined as always by Danielle. That's me. Thanks again for joining us this week as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 38 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Released in 1991, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton as the two leads, Terminator 2 is a science fiction action film set in Los Angeles in the future year of 1995. It is a sequel to the movie The Terminator from seven years prior. Terminator 2 is co-written, produced, and directed by James Cameron. We watched both The Terminator and Terminator 2, so I got a little bit confused. That's yeah, because you, you had never about. seen a Terminator movie before, and we thought, you know what, we should probably see the first one, because you hadn't seen it. It wouldn't have made... Well, the story wouldn't have been as rounded out if I hadn't seen the first one. What was it? It was a few years ago, there was like a there was a Far Cry game. It was kind mm. of a shorter Far Cry Blood Dragon, yep. and it was basically like... It was really good satire for... 1980s sci-fi movies so Mm -hmm. there was just a lot of like corny references and uh, a lot of neon synthwave music and that sort of stuff Um, and it was really well done like if you knew the genre I think it was set in like post-apocalyptic future of 2007 and it was just like really corny Um, so I played that and really enjoyed it so then I went back and it got me in the mood to watch the Terminator series I think I watched the Robocop um, a few alien movies, yeah. So that's why I watched the series through. About the music, that's one thing that I really appreciated that they changed. Was... From the first one? Yeah. The first one it is was... very 80s. It's 1984. It's so 80s. Out. Well, we were watching, I think it was a chase scene, and it was like, dee 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 or whatever, and I was just like, yeah. oh my god, like, are we playing Space Invader? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Is this Galactica? It was just, it was, it felt so much like old video games is what it sounded like so three days ago we released an honorable mentions episode on james cameron's titanic which he's most notable for titanic and avatar these days but in the 80s he did first terminator which was his second movie ever uh he also did aliens and the abyss and then we got to terminator 2 in 1991 so there's a lot of people out there who think that the first one is better than the second And I can see an argument for that. I would say that they're sort of equal for different reasons, but I personally Mm. really think the second one is better. And I've written down a few reasons as to why I think that that is. Um, I think the majority of Terminator fans think that the second one is better. That's why it's on number 37 on the list. Mm. I think the first one is on the list, but it's like number 200. So it's still really highly regarded. Uh, so the first two Terminator movies I really quite liked. I think the second one is better, though, personally. Which one did you like better? I like the second one because I like the story a bit better. Everything's kind of established, so we're looking more at character development. There's not the shitty makeup and CG mm. in the second one. The music's better. There's cooler effects. I think the second one is better, personally. Which is some of the points that I wrote down. So I'll, mm. I was going to take you through some of the points. But before I do that, I was just going to say 
Some movies we like to do a spoiler and spoiler-free zone. This one, I don't think it's really going to be worth it. I'd be I'd be surprised if you're listening to this and you haven't seen them. So go out and watch them. We're not going to do a spoiler-free. Here's your spoiler warning. All right. For both one and two. Yeah, so I I wrote down those points as well. I said not as much cheesy 80s synth waves and special effects. Like, they'd really improved a lot in the seven years. Well, the prosthetic makeup in the first one was just awful. It was pretty like, bad. it was just terrible. And James Cameron's always been one to push the limits of technology, and you can really see that with, with this. It looks pretty good, particularly with the whole uh, liquid Terminator kind of effects. The they, one, they're not bad yeah. with the second one, yeah. Well, and even Arnie's, like, facial prosthetics, like, when his face kind of gets shot off, it's not a robot with a silicon face. It's his face. With, and they've probably... Yeah, makeup They've on probably it. done a little computer modification to it, but it, it just, it looks so much better than the similar, like, when he cuts his eye open or whatever in the first one. It looks so much better. That was a bad scene, yeah. One. Oh, it was just, ugh, it just looked bad. Uh, I also said what you had said, where they don't need to explain the concept, where so that they have the opportunity to look at other things. The concept um, is a pretty big one, especially for the f- the first movie. So they didn't yeah. have to deal with that. You should know what a Terminator is and what the deal is. They touch on it. Well, and you should know what Judgment Day is. Like they touch on that a little bit too. But you should know like the story arc and about the nuclear apocalypse and everything. Yeah. Like, you basically get to explore John's character and Sarah's character a lot more in depth in the second one. And I think it does that a lot more because it shows how Sarah has been dealing with the events of the first one and how she's dealing yeah. with knowing that the apocalypse is coming and explores that war mm-hmm. and just her personal struggles and things. So, I yeah, and completely she's, agree. Like She's changed so much. I really like her character in this. I think she's well, like so smart and logical but i think the progression it doesn't seem unnatural it doesn't seem like oh you've just stuck her in this position for this movie like the way they've done it and the way the actress carries it out it's actually believable that this is still the same character from the first movie yeah so i think sarah is better because she went from like a damsel in distress essentially to like this badass bitch like, she's, mm-hmm. like, really leading a fair bit of this. Um, mm-hmm. And Arnie's character is really... Is a much better character as well, I think. I think he's... Well, he's a um, character. He actually... Yeah. You it's know, funnier, and it's got more range. He acts more. Yeah, which know. is difficult for the Terminator when he's meant to have that, you know, stoic face. I thought they did it pretty well. There was only one scene I saw where he smiled when he sees, like, the mini machine gun. I'm like, oh yeah, he wouldn't nice react there. that way. But yeah, it was well, a nice I, touch. I think they might because an interesting thing that they added here is that they made the Terminator the, with the ability to learn. So yeah. his character from the end, even to the beginning, is meant to be different. Um, that's yeah. very difficult to do when Arnie's like obviously not meant to be a professional actor, you know. And then he's also meant to be a robot. And they shot these sequences out of order, so he doesn't know how much he's supposed to be learning. Uh, but mm-hmm. I can see where they're trying to add these things in there towards the end to show that he has learnt. Like, even with uh, getting the keys out from the sun visor in the car, you know. Yeah. I like that they've added that in there. So I think Sarah and Arnie, the two main characters, are portrayed much better in the second than the first, which is some of the points as to why I think it's better. Mm. Well, in the story, like, we have a bit more 
to go off of in terms of Skynet and what's the company? like? What is that? Yeah, cyber. How does it work? Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne, right? Yeah, because in the first one they didn't really explain that at all. They just said, well, because, "Yeah, this is going to happen." Well, because it wasn't important, you know. The, yeah. The story arc was run so you don't die. Is pretty yeah. much the first one. This one is let's try and do something about what's going to happen. Which is interesting because the Terminator, the the villain of the second one, isn't really the main point. The main point of the second one is to try to take down Cyberdyne and Skynet and make mm-hmm. sure the Judgment Day doesn't actually happen. Whereas the first one, the storyline is get away from the Terminator, kill it, kill it. You yes. know what I mean? So there's, the villain is kind of a secondary here. Um, there was points where I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, oh, yeah, there's meant to be, like, a Terminator after them. I forgot. Yeah. You haven't seen him for, like, 20 minutes. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy. And I kind of I like that. It's, an, it's a secondary thing. I think they could have very easily, with these sequels, just rehashed what happened in the first one, and they didn't because Arnie is a good guy, and you really liked that as a twist. Then instead of just repeating the same trait, they actually made something out of it and said, this is going to make for a much because better movie. Because the way they lined it up in the beginning, probably for, what, the first 20 minutes, half an hour, I'm like, this looks just the same as yeah. the first one. And then I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, that's cool. It makes you think for a while that they're trying to do the same thing. And it's about 45 minutes into the movie before you realize that this new Terminator, Arnie's character, is actually a good guy. I like that. Because it would have been such easier to just rehash the shit. It was a really good twist. And I said it about seven times. I'm like, that was fucking cool. Well, I looked over at you and you're sitting there with like jaw open for like 30 seconds. Like, what? Yeah. Because it took me a little while, like, the shooting sequence even. I was like, well, that doesn't wait, make any wait, sense. who's after this? And then I'm like, know? yeah. And then I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah. yeah. And that, for me, is what makes this movie better than the first one, plus all the other stuff that we talked yeah. about. Well, I think the villain in this is a lot scarier. I think because it's like a shapeshifter, you don't really know its capabilities. Um, mm. You're like, I don't know how to kill this thing. Arnie wasn't really, I didn't feel like he was much of a threat in the first one. Obviously, he is because he's an unstoppable Terminator. But in the second one, you don't know anything. And this guy, I just think it's a much scarier villain. It's a much scarier villain. And I think that the Terminator versus Terminator instead of Terminator versus Soldier makes Mm -hmm. for much better action. I think the action is a lot better in this because you can do more with it. Uh, Because nobody's going to die. They can yeah. all sh- get shot 500 times. They're all grinding each other into machinery and getting blown yeah. up and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it makes for a better action movie. As a whole, I think this is a much more entertaining watch than the first one. Uh, that being said, mm. I, I've, I wanted to make this very clear. I really like the first one. I just think the second one is great. The first one, it's action-packed right from the word go. You mm. know, and there's a lot of interesting sequences where he's getting all suited up and stuff that are fun to watch and there is good action sequences throughout this one has that plus more which i like well the runtime's about an hour more than the first one which is significant the first one was really short it was about an hour and a half hour and 40 yeah like it was surprisingly short yeah i think the second one has better range as a whole mm. see the first one is the watching the relationships between Sarah Connor and Carl Reese, while the second one is the relationship between the Terminator, Arnie's character, and John Connor. And mm-hmm. I think it's a much better relationship to watch 
because it's basically John trying to interact. What are the limitations of this Terminator, and what? Well, you know what I mean. It. I just think it's more interesting than the trait that was in the first one that gets played a lot. Well, and there was time for that relationship to develop. You know, they weren't. I mean, With they John? were constantly. Yeah, they weren't constantly, constantly in danger and under threat in the same way that Sarah and Kyle were. Like, they were prepared, mm. they had weapons, they had a Terminator on their side, they knew what they were dealing with, so they actually had some time to breathe and kind of have those interactions, where in the first one it was literally run or die, you know, for yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. That being said, I didn't particularly like John Connor's character, I thought he was a bit of a dick, he was such a douchebag. I think they were going for, like, you know, a, a Bart Simpson character kind of thing, but in times mm. he was just annoying. Well, yeah, and the thing is, I don't understand why they made him 10, because yeah, I don't know any 10-year-olds who are that smart. Like, make him 12. Or even, like, 14 was... or 15 or something. There's no reason for that. Maybe it was just because of the time limit after the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's always a little strange when they make a sequel, like, two or three years later, yet in the movies, 10 years have passed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the reason. I'm not sure. I did like that they brought back Kyle Reese's character in the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I appreciated that. Oh, there were some moments in this too that made me so mad where I was like, I hope that's not ever actually how these systems have worked. Going back to kind of the one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of thing, the way this mental institute was run just made my blood boil. Was it for criminally mental? You mean criminally insane? Yeah, that one. Um, I don't think so. I think it was just, like, a high-security ward for people who were dangerous, like, because okay. they were so unstable. So that would often include people who were criminals and insane, but not necessarily just them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's always got a soft spot for you, doesn't it? Well, it does, because I I just watched him, like, there's no reason why you should need batons in a, in a mental hospital, ever. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. Like, even security in hospitals now wouldn't have that. You know, you don't beat people. So, yeah, it just, I was like, oh. And then that creepy, creepy nurse who was, like, coming on to her. Yeah. He was fat and ugly and thought he was licking her face. face and yeah. There was so yeah. much licking in this movie. What What else was there? There was people licking each other all over the place. It was weird. Like... There's Dyson's wife licked the back oh, of his that's neck. Right, yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, what is with these people licking each other all the time? Um, I was going to quickly run down the sequels of this, because you have no idea what actually where this storyline goes, do you? No, and I don't want you to tell me yet. I want to see the rest of them, thank you. You want to re- watch all seven of them, or six of them, I think there oh, are. Oh, Jesus. Maybe not all of them, but I mean, don't spoil them for me. Okay, I won't spoil them, I'll give you the play-by-play. Okay. As to, like, when they came out, who's involved. Oh, okay. It's hooked me, okay? The series well, has hooked I'm me. I'm glad to hear that you're actually interested, because sometimes, yeah. like, particularly with the Planet of the Apes series, you're like, I ain't fucking watching those sequels. That's fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> Planet of the Apes and Jurassic Park, I was just like, I don't Yeah, I don't Jurassic care. Park, yeah. They don't have good sequels at all, not even the I was, second one. I've said this a lot throughout this podcast. I was pleasantly surprised, um... By how much I like Terminator. I thought it was going to be tacky. 
Like, I think in my head I thought it was RoboCop, even though I n- I've never seen RoboCop either. I didn't really like RoboCop, even from the beginning. I didn't think they were good. Well, it just, it sounds dumb. It's a dumb name. It's, it's a dumb sounds concept. like a dumb That premise. first RoboCop movie is violent as fuck. It's, like, rated R. I think the sequels are as well. You just see the posters and I'm like, that looks stupid. Like, that looks stupid. Terminator, to me, never looked stupid. It looked badass. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it's delivered. So I was, I was pleased because I thought it was going to be something else, um, but it wasn't. So that's good. I was glad. I thought it was going to be like cheesier than it was. Okay. Yeah. So the first one was released in 1984, like we said, uh, and it's got Kyle Reese comes back to try and save Sarah, right? Yeah. James Cameron. Uh, the second one, this one from 1991, is Arnie is good guy and he tries to save John. The third one was released 12 years later. It's called Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. So it's kind of like just the next step in the progression. When was that supposed to be set? Um, I don't remember. Okay. The timelines are a little off. Uh, so that was released in 2003. Mm. Uh, there's one thing you need to know about the Terminator series, and this is why I didn't think that you would want to continue it. No other major sci-fi series has more paradoxes and plot holes with the time travel than Terminator. It okay. is all over the place. Is there going to be a lot more time travel in the next ones? Yes. Like, like, okay. That may be problematic. The third and the fourth, I don't think there is. So the fourth one is Terminator Salvation from 2009. This is basically just following along the progression. So John learns about that Skynet has started to make the T-800s, the one that he remembers coming back. And that, I believe it's Christian Bale as John Connor. Ooh. So that's set after, because obviously Rise of the Machines, it's kind of like, that's the apocalypse one. Everything else after that is after the apocalypse has happened, Judgment Day. Bummer. I was hoping, well, I mean, whatever. You wanted it to be more in this sort of LA setting, trying to... I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I just, I don't want to know what happens, you know? Like, now I know that, like, it still happens. Now I want to know how it happens. Okay, okay. No, the, th- I, the third one is a little underrated. I think it got a bad rap because technically it is the worst one out of the first three. That mm-hmm. being said, I really quite... I still like it. I think it's underrated. Uh, I actually even like the fourth one quite a lot, even though that got a bad rap as well, probably because the first two were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's un- sort of unfair. I quite like the first four Terminator movies. Uh, and then there was Terminator Genesis. Now, I don't care about spoiling this one. Do you? Okay. Okay. So that was from 2015. There was actually quite a few years in between all of these. Uh, mm. There was seven years, 12 years, six, six, four. Um, so it's a little bit shorter towards the end there, but there's big jumps in between them. So this one, they go back and they recreate the events of the first movie, which I didn't like. I think it's Jai Courtney plays Carl Reese and Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. She plays Linda Hamilton. Mm. I don't really like that because Jai Courtney's like, he's jacked, you know, he's like completely ripped when he's going back in time. And Carl Reese was just like an everyman. He wasn't meant to be like this super soldier kind of guy. He was just an mm. average guy. And I think that added to it because he's just, he wants to prove himself to John Connor and show that he's worth. He wants to do his part. So that's why he volunteers his life to go back to 1984. I don't know, and yeah, Linda Hamilton's attractive in the first one, but Amelia Clark, like, it's just really modernized that 
first movie and mm-hmm. enhanced the things that didn't need to be enhanced for. for and, and what the, for? Right? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure John Connor's the bad guy in that one. They like they set up like the first four movies where he's the hero, and now all of a sudden he's the villain. It's not good, and there's so many paradoxes. And then the last one, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, is from this year. came out a couple of months ago. I haven't seen that one. It's the only one I haven't seen, and I'm not sure what it's about. Uh, I think it's meant to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 from 91, Mm-hmm. And it ignores all the rest of them and says, oh, that's on an alternative timeline. That doesn't actually happen. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, so maybe the maybe the apocalypse hasn't happened in that one. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It is all over the place with the last couple. The first four, I would say, are good to great, depending on which one they are. If I don't like it, I'll just treat it like Pirates on the Caribbean on Stranger Tides and just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've all got Arnie. The fourth one was when he was in office, so I don't think he's in there, but his likeness is in there. And I think there's flashbacks and stuff, so. Interesting. Those are the six that have currently been released. I didn't think that this would be a series that you'd be interested in watching. No, I liked it. I'd like to see what happens next. The first stupid one we see, I might be like, yeah, okay, I'm done now. Um, Which I think is personally the fifth one. Yeah. Because that's where it's just like, it's a bit ridiculous. So we'll see. We'll see. I was going to ask you, so... In the first one, or even this one, they they highlight how only organic matter can go back through in time. That's why they have to be naked, because you can't yep. take any weapons, you can't take any clothes. How does the Terminator get through? I know they've got organic around the outside of their machines, but they're still, they're mostly machine. How does that work? Did they explain that? I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't think they did explain it. It's probably some, like, could be explained by some future, like, chemical morphology. Yeah, where the liquid metal can, like, rearrange as carbon atoms or some crap like that. Well, even the the Arnie's character, the T-800, he's mostly metal. I'm not really sure what their explanation for that was. I don't know. The whole thing's full of paradoxes if you try and think about it. Because, like, their mission of this one is to try to destroy Cyberdyne or or the Skynet and stop them from launching their project. Mm -hmm. But if they stop the project, then Judgment Day doesn't happen and the Terminator doesn't get sent back in time. So therefore, Skynet doesn't get destroyed and ends up happening anyway. Like, if you don't create it from happening... They're the things that send it back in time in the first place. So if you stop it from sending it back in time, then you're still going to have it created. And this is why I hate... <laughs> the look on your face. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's best not to I think hate... about it. No, and this is why I hate time travel movies. Because I just, I don't like it. You tie your brain in knots and it's just like, no, we'll just not think about it. <laughs> no. <that." laughs> or I won't watch it. Because I just, I don't, I don't, I prefer not to have my brain tied in knots, thank you. I think we had this conversation when we did Interstellar because there's a fair bit of time travel there as well about, like, the creation of knowledge and how you can send that back in time. Mm. Yeah, there was a loop there where the knowledge wasn't created. Anyway, go listen to Interstellar if you want to have a listen to that. Otherwise, if you think that's too boring, then we'll just continue with Terminator. Um, That's something that I didn't remember from watching it. Mm. So... Cyberdyne, they launch Mm -hmm. Skynet. Yeah. Right. So they're uh, computers that... Cyberdyne is the computer company. Skynet is the particular AI 
right. will run the military jets and basically will will take over the human decision-making component of defense in the U.S. That's what Skynet is. And they learnt that knowledge by studying the computer chip. The CPU of the... Of the from the first movie, right. Of the destroyed Terminator from Terminator 1. Yeah. See, again, that leads to the paradox of, like, where does that get created? It's like, you can't it, give yourself it, the knowledge from the future. Well, and they didn't get... That CPU didn't work, and Dyson said that he's like, we didn't take anything directly from it, it just, we looked at it, and it gave us ideas that we never would have considered yes, at. Yes, never would have considered, though. So, if the first Terminator hadn't come back in the first movie... Mm then Skynet wouldn't have had anything to base it on and it wouldn't have launched Judgment Day. So or maybe he, not as soon, you know. Well, he's, you just said that he would never would have thought of it. I just think that, like, the fact that you're basing that knowledge on having the previous Terminator and their computer chip to launch this thing, mm. so if it never came back, then it would never have gotten launched and then it never would have come back and then it would never get launched. It's a, well, it's a loop. I think, I think what they're saying is like for the original timeline, they would have got there. It just would have taken them longer. Okay, I like that explanation a little better. Yeah. Because without any Terminators coming back, you should have got to that point. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's a mess. That's why I don't like time travel. <laughs> I didn't take a ton of notes because I was just so like engrossed in it. Okay. Good. I just I liked. Arnie's Terminator character a lot in this movie, yeah. and I liked. We talked about the dynamic about how he was learning and actively learning and things like that. And there were basically reprogramming happening for him throughout the movie as he interacted with John because initially he's like, "You're gonna kill that guy." He's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm a Terminator." He's not programmed yeah. for negotiation. He's programmed for termination. He's right? programmed so- for domination. So it was interesting to see, you know, he learns to look at situations kind of with a more human approach as opposed to a programmed approach mm. and basically think about things. Because he's not, he's not actually an AI, you know. He's an interactive program, but he's not artificially intelligent, really. As in, like, being able to think for himself. And, yeah, like, he, he can learn, but his primary function isn't to learn, whereas an AI I think is... he's still pretty complicated. Like, at what yes. point would you consider it to be an AI? Well, AIs, the purpose of AIs is to plug it in and it's able to teach itself things, right? Yeah, okay. So you're saying that Arnie's character is more like a complex expert system where if you say this, I have so many options to pick from and I'm going to pick from there instead of actually creating the options myself. Yes, and the only reason why he did learn is because John explicitly said, I order you to start thinking like this. I order you to to create these options for yourself, realize that this is an option and add it to your selection of what you're able to do in a given situation. So would you say the T-1000, the liquid one, is an AI? Was that, is that a better upgrade? Yeah, or is that still just the same? No, it is because it's programmed to be adaptable to any environment. And each one will have a different inventory of experiences from which to draw on and use. You know what I mean? Whereas 
the T-800s, you put two of them in the different situations, they'll come back and still do the same thing. And they haven't learned anything. Mm, that's interesting, whether or not they're affected by chaos theory. <laughs> well, that's just it. You put two T-1000s, one in, say, sand and one in water. One will learn how to take on the form of sand. The other will learn to take on the form of water. The two won't be able to do both. You know what I mean? Whereas if you put a T-800... See, now you've lost me. I don't know what you were talking about there. I, I thought you were talking about it being able to think critically and, like, complex problem solve. That's it the can, difference. It can, because it has more of a range of gaining experiences than a T-800 yeah. does by virtue of its programming. That's what I'm trying to say. I think a T-1000 would pass the Turing test a lot quicker than a T-800. Yes. That T-1000, it's so hard to kill that it's almost annoying. Like, by the yeah. end, you're like, even the liquid nitrogen didn't kill it. It's like, I'm like fuck. like, just die. I know. That trait happens a little bit in the first one. With Arnie's, you know, robot, mm -hmm. it wouldn't. It was very hard to kill. It was, like, ripped in half, and you had to, like, squash it in this hydraulic press to be able to kill it. But this T-1000 takes that to another level. Mm -hmm. I like the way that they did kill it in the steel. And I like yeah. the way that they showed that its circuits had essentially been fried once it was frozen. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was kind of glitching. Yeah. It was glitching. I'm trying to think if... I think one of the sequels has a T-1200. It's the next one up. Mm -hmm. I, no, actually, the third one has a TX. Okay. Which is kind of interesting because, like, technology companies are actually doing that now, naming their thing and then putting an X, like iPhone X and Xbox X. Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting that, like, the next one is the TX. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what its trait was. I think it was still liquid metal, but it was a smarter AI. Hmm. Interesting. I was very, like, involved in the story in this one. I well, liked that's watching good. it. It was entertaining to watch. I think that means a lot, because this is essentially a cheesy action movie, right? And if you're still engrossed in both the action and the characters and the story... That means it's a really good movie, you know what I mean? That's telling. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were engrossed and you don't have a lot to say because you said that you really enjoyed it. I did, and I was pleasantly surprised. It's fun. It's more it of is. a fun watch because of the crazy, wacky things that they get up to. And even though it's, like, kind of violent, it's not, like, rated R violent. You mm. know what I mean? They're shooting and stuff, but it's not gross in that way because they are machines so like they're able to kind of get up it makes it it makes it more entertaining because you're not like oh that probably hurt because you're like oh it, it can't feel anything <laughs> i don't know it just i don't know it was it was a cool dynamic and it made for a really good watch and this one in particular it had a lot of cool like guerrilla military themes in it that worked yeah. really well for some reason when i first watched this i thought the movie, like, finished, and right at the end, Sarah Connor comes over and she's like, for the amount that we tried to stop Judgment Day, it happened anyway. And then there's, like, all these skulls and stuff, like, they like to show you. And that was the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then when the third one comes along, it's still, you know, Los Angeles and Judgment Day hasn't happened. And they ignore that last bit. And then when we watch this, I was expecting that to be at the end, and it just rolled credits. As it yeah. should have, because I thought a dumb thing to add in there. Maybe, like, am I remembering that wrong? I really thought that the first few times I watched this, there was a bit where she's like, Judgment Day happened anyway. Or they just realized how dumb that was and took it out. Like, does that Maybe, make any sense? I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't in um, there when I watched it. If they took it out 
then I'm glad because I think that's a dumb trait and it didn't make it any didn't sense with anything. the sequels. It didn't add yeah. anything, right? You just you just tacked that on there. If they didn't and it was always gone, I'm just going crazy and I must be thinking of another movie. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, I was really expecting that to be the ending. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if that was the original version or something. Give us some was... comments. Let us know if Brenton's losing his marbles. Because that's definitely happened with other movies before where they've got feedback and they've just like changed the ending a bit or cut certain things out for the new new release or something. So. I was going to say, or Sonic the Hedgehogged it. Yeah, well, that one hasn't been released yet, and they completely changed it. I was thinking more specifically of I Am Legend. They released a different ending. Um, f- obviously, you know, Star Wars movies and stuff, they've changed a lot retroactively. I don't really have much else to say. I really liked it. Um, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's a really cool concept, and it's kind of it's kind of a timeless series. Like, it's kind of original in that sense. Obviously, there's a lot of other cyborgs, sci-fi movies, but this one's kind of unique. In its storyline, I guess. It's better than I thought it was. Definitely different than I thought it was. More rounded than I thought it was. Well, good. You thought it would just be cheesy crap. Cheesy robots shooting each other, which kind of it is, but... It kind of is. There's there's more to it than that. Yeah. 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 Go check it out. We have been Danielle and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on all the socials. We are most active on Instagram. And you can comment on SoundCloud and support us on Patreon. We've got every episode uncut, unedited, and a week earlier than usual, as well as bonus episodes every month, polls and voting on what you want to hear over on WeRDB on Patreon. And until next week, thanks for listening. My boob hurts. Cheers, brah. Bah. Bah.